When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, USA Hockey is do or die. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 37 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how you doing? I am doing fantabulous. How are you? Well, I have to say right now, I'm doing great. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that by the time this episode gets released, I'm feeling the same way. Yeah. Because we're recording on Saturday night. Yeah. Doing it before the Super Bowl. Yeah. If any of you guys have been listening for a while, you know that. I am a big Bengals fan, so my team is in the Super Bowl. Crazily, never thought it would happen, but it's happened. And, man, you know what? Let, let me let me do an intro for, for both sides of it, okay? Okay. So, hey, welcome to Bolts Broadcast, Season 3, Episode 37. I just have to say, I'm doing flipping fantastic because my team just won the Super Bowl, or it could go... Just like that. Okay, Cause, great. Because you would have to do the show alone. I'm going to be in so much pain. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't sound fun. So I just want to say, if there's any listeners right now, and you know the outcome, there's any listeners that are happy with the outcome and think that I would be happy with the outcome as well, go ahead and uh, tweet at me, and we can celebrate together. How about that? That'd be Beautiful. fun. If, great. if not, don't talk to me, please. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into some hockey talk. First up, we got to talk about the new coach of Montreal. We talked about how Ducharme was let go in the last episode, and we we're like, we finally caught breaking news. Sure enough, we got more breaking news when the show ended. It was yep. like we we finally had that moment, and then we missed it. Yep, shocker! It, it just had to work out that way. It was kind of double breaking news, actually. So another head coaching change too, right? So let's get into Montreal's new head coach. Uh, any Tampa Bay fans might recognize the name. Maybe not. I don't think so. Maybe maybe like New York fans will recognize it more. Yeah, yeah. sounds about right. Or St. Louis fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> just, just ignoring the fact that he even played for Calgary. Right. Beautiful. Great. Martin St. Louis is officially the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Bit of a weird hire, not going to lie. Kind of came out of nowhere, uh, obviously. Former NHLer, uh, that's not a weird thing. NHLers go from player to coach all the time. Uh, not too shocking. 
The weird part about it is he was most recently coaching AAA hockey as an assistant coach at the 13U level, and now he's going to be the head coach of NHL team. It's just it's a tough jump to make. Um, you know, sure, he you know he, he could very well do just fine, and I have you know high expectations. I think Martin Saint Louis is a very smart hockey player. You have to be when you're you know the size that he was going undrafted. You have to be able to work your ass off, be a good player, and be smart at the same time. So. I think it could work out, and he, he's a French voice. That's definitely something that they need in their head coach. You know, that's one of the stipulations to be the coach of the Montreal Canadiens is to be French. So it all kind of works out. Um, so it, it's a little bit surprising, but makes sense, and I'm definitely going to be rooting for him a little bit. Absolutely. Super excited for the opportunity that he has in front of him. I'm very curious to see what path he follows. Does he follow a path of Rod the Bod and actually be a successful head coach that was a very talented NHL player, or does he follow the likes of a Wayne Gretzky or a Patrick Roy, where, you know, he's yeah, Patrick Roy. Out, out of the league pretty quickly, you know? So uh, I'm hoping it is the Rod the Bod route because it'd be great to see him in hockey. Even if it's against us, it's great to see the face. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with him having regular season success and then postseason failures until John Cooper retires after six more Stanley Cups and St. Louis becomes the head coach at Lightning, then they win a bunch more Cups too. Okay, that's fine. Cool, sounds good. Uh, All right, well, we talked about on last episode that we are not a biased show. Absolutely not. We are incredibly realistic with our expectations for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we said there's a very good possibility that the Colorado Avalanche take a win off of our Tampa Bay Lightning on uh, February 10th. Sure enough, that did happen, and, you know, we're not shocked by this. Very realistic show, no bias whatsoever. But, like, it was a close game, and the next time they play, they'll probably go to Tampa. Yeah, I mean, it, it was an entertaining game, um, and Avs already played Amp- Tampa twice this year. So yeah, they, well, know, I mean, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, oh, okay, good point. Uh, it's a very very good point, but it, it was definitely an entertaining game, uh, high-flying, lot, lots of offensive uh, chances generated. It, it was definitely, you know, one that could have went kind of, Anyway, at the end of the day, obviously two very talented teams. Uh, when the lowest shot total in the game is 38 from the Lightning, and you know that there was a lot of offense driven. But, yeah, it, it was – it just is what it is. You know, uh, Colorado extends their point streak to 18 games in this one. And it's really nothing to be too concerned about. I mean, Tampa looked good through it, so it just is what it is. Both goalies played fantastic. Very uh, high firepower on both sides. And like Chase mentioned, shots were extremely high in this one. So – the goalies had to stand strong, and that was the case. Only five goals total, and you're looking at nearly 90 shots. So, pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, let's now talk about the next game. This was Friday night's – or, no, it was – yeah, it was Friday, yeah, Friday. night's game uh, against the Arizona Coyotes and Shocker here, the Tampa Bay Lightning take it. Yeah, only 4-3. to three. It wasn't quite like the 6-1 to one like I predicted, but right. same amount of goals, same with your 7 nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so, not too shabby. We're, you know, we're, we're, we were right on the total goal scored in the game. Not not to brag too much, but yeah, it really not too much of a shocker. This one, Tampa comes out on top. Maybe you could have expected you know a, a different type of score, but really not a big deal. Brian Ellie got the start, and that as kind of expected does okay as, as again expected. Going forward, we're gonna see a lot more Vasilevsky as we have all year. Uh, it's just a good tune-up game. They get to go into New Jersey here on Tuesday, I believe it is, and continue to keep rolling. Absolutely, and, and we knew there was going to be seven goals scored in this one. Uh, we thought it'd lean our way just a little bit more, but uh, realistic, unbiased show. That's why uh, you know we were so spot on there. Right, right, right. Well, let's talk about our next game. This is on Tuesday against the New Jersey Devils, and then our next game is actually Wednesday 
but the week following. So we got another long break. Um, But going up against the Devils here, the Devils have been, like, kind of turning a corner. They they were pretty bad over their last little bit, but they're on a two-game win streak as of recording, and Jack Hughes is just awesome. We, we both love them here on the show, but realistically, this shouldn't be a matchup that Tampa should be too worried about. No, series is one for one in the year right now. Uh, New Jersey got an earlier in the season win, and then Tampa most recently won, I uh, believe that was January 27th. So, you know, obviously they, they got the victory a little more recently, and I expect Tampa to win this season series 2-1. to one. Uh, This final game, I'm predicting six total goals, 4-2 to win, Tampa Lightning. I would expect, you know, a good game from Jack Hughes, but you can only do so much when, you know, other than Jesper Brat and Nico Hishier, I guess. You really don't have, you know, a whole lot of supporting casts. Uh, it's going to be uh, agreed, six goals, but let's go 5-1. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. okay. Uh, Why I think, not? I think, hey, Jack Hughes, he might be able to put one in the net, but Andre Vasilevsky going to be staying tall most of the game. So uh, we're going to see a 5-1 victory there and get our team up. To a two-game win streak. That's not even a win streak, is it? It doesn't have no, to be three. three is a winning streak. Yeah. So, uh, But it's going to be a good game nonetheless, and we're going to go to a quick commercial break because on the other side of the commercial break, we got to be talking about some more news around the league, but also the Olympics. And, man, what USA did to Canada? Well, we'll talk about that in did, a little bit. Real quick, did Jack Hughes retire or something? Because I'm just looking at the like the – Rosters trying to see whatever you can see like the points on the NHL's app for New Jersey and Jack Hughes just isn't here. Oh, so maybe he retired. Maybe we don't worry about him. Maybe he just got traded. Oh, maybe that'd be that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd We're, be wild. Breaking news: <laughs> We've got a Jack Hughes trade. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back after this. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Six, is giving new customers fifty six to one odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. The DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee... Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467369. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Uh, Chase, let's talk about the Coyotes now and how they were rumored to possibly be taking a step down when it comes to capacity for the arena they will be playing in. Uh, That has now officially reached a deal. Yeah, the rumor becomes a reality. 
the Arizona Coyotes will be playing out of ASU's hockey arena. I don't know the name of it, but it's like a new facility seats. I think it's going to be able to see about 4,000 for the NHL games, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be very, very weird. They're going to have obviously a better time selling out uh, games, but like, you know, when Tampa was there, uh, whatever, that was Friday ago now, um, I think I saw the attendance was like 11,000, which is like the most they've had all season. And it was probably more than half Tampa fans. Like, let's, let's be real. It, it, it's This is definitely more fitting in terms of how they're going to be able to sell tickets because they can't sell anything for a bigger arena right now. But it's just, it's just going to be really weird. I, I don't know. If I'm an NHL player, do I want to be playing in a 4,000-seat stadium? Probably not. I, if I want to do that, I'll just stick in the minors. Also, I'm curious to see what the, the locker room differences are. Like, obviously, college locker rooms are nice, but you would I think mean, there'd be a difference. Maybe. I don't know because, you know, like I just went on a tour of Boston College's arena, like their locker room, and they just redid a bunch of it, and, like, it's it's fantastic. It's pretty nice. It's It definitely doesn't, like, live up to NHL standards, but it's quite nice. And I know that they're definitely going to um, – get the better locker room of the deal too. Like Arizona state's going to have to deal with the lesser locker room in the meantime, like, like the Kyrie's are getting the better one. So they'll have a little bit better facilities. I just don't know what'll be around. Uh, it just depends what's really, I don't know all the details about this place. Got to read into it a little more, see what, like what's going to be inside of it. Like if there's going to be a gym, if there's going to be turf, whatever the hell there's going to be, I don't know, but I can't imagine that the NHL is going to let it be subpar. What's the likelihood that the Arizona coyotes sell out their very first game here at Arizona State's new ice. Guaranteed. I think they sell out most games, if not all games. Oh, okay. You only got to sell 4,000 tickets. And are you kidding me? If I was in the area, the Arizona I would 100% pay triple face value for one of these tickets to go to the, orig- the first game there. Just just to watch the train wreck that it's, it's going to be. Um, And then I think it was you and I talking about it last night. Uh, maybe it was me and John, but I think it was us talking. What if Arizona just finds that spark? Say they win the lottery or something, get Shane Wright. Yeah. And in in two years, they're really competing, maybe even having like a Stanley Cup final matchup in a four thousand capacity stadium. Like like they they have Montreal's pick this year too, if I'm not mistaken. So Mm -hmm. they like they're gonna have two top like five picks at at the worst. So they're gonna get two very good talents where it's not completely impossible we've seen teams take crazier you know like, like jumps and runs yeah so i i really wouldn't see it being completely impossible and if, if they go on some stupid run and you gotta have a Stanley Cup final game with four thousand people in attendance that's just gonna be stupid force them to play at a neutral location at that point uh, i think it'd be really funny though it'd be so stupid how many like how much would those tickets go for because obviously yeah the market determines how much uh, people are willing to pay for stuff, and we see the Super Bowl. You know, right off the rip, the cheapest ticket you could get was six thousand dollars. It's now dropped to three thousand because people aren't going to pay six thousand for tickets. You know, yeah, but three thousand so, I got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, but when but, there's only four thousand seats possible for a Game Seven Stanley Cup final, I mean, not going to happen. But if it were to happen, those tickets are going very pricey. Yeah, the, the benefit of a small arena is there's no bad seats in the house. Like, there, there never is at these small places, that are especially that are newer. So it's all going to be good seats, so they all are going to go for a pretty penny if that were to be the case. But it's not going to happen, so don't have to worry about it. <laughs> all right, well, let's now talk about Edmonton and how Dave Tippett gets fired. Jay Woodcroft, the new coach. What are our thoughts on this move? Yeah, I mean, it's not too shocking. Um, I kind of, you know, figured that Dave Tippett was going to get the can eventually. Uh, t- or Edmonton, excuse me. They've just kind of, you know, 
been this team where we've got two elite talents, uh, you know, to maybe top three players in the world, and we just can't do anything. We're, we're just continuously horrible. Um, it's a change is bound to happen. You know, McDavid's on his fourth coach in his career. I think Nuge is on his eighth coach in his career. So they just keep running through coaches. They can't find one that works. Um, you know, part of it is the supporting cast around them, but you know, you want to think that certain coaches can get what, like, you know, the most that they can out of their players. Like a Scotty Bowman could obviously get the most out of all of his players, no matter what, um, obviously a, a rare example, but you're hoping that you can find a guy like that. And, who knows, maybe Jay Woodcroft can be that. Uh, he has some pro hockey experience, mostly in, in the minor leagues, a little bit over in Germany. He played um, some NCAA hockey at Alabama Huntsville. He was most recently the head coach of the Bakersfield Condor, so he gets that promotion from the AHL affiliate to the NHL. Well, I guess we'll see how he does. I'm curious to know if Edmonton doesn't have Dreisaitl, doesn't have Connor McDavid, and even you know Nugent Hopkins, how much of a dumpster fire are we looking at with this Oilers as a franchise overall? Because we talk about the Browns. Baker Mayfield has had three different head coaches and, like, five different offensive coordinators. Like, it's a mess, and we know that. You just said just now this is Connor McDavid's fifth head coach. How many years has he been in the league? Five? Seven, six, six? Seven? Seven. Something like that. So he's only, what, 24 years old? He's 25. I want to okay. say he was drafted in 2015, so... This is this is his um, seventh season, and he's had five head coaches. Yeah. So how big of a mess is this organization? It's bad. I mean, if, if you just took those three out and didn't put in anything new for them, it's the worst structured sports franchise in, in all pro sports. But obviously they're there, so you can't really say that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really not good infrastructure. You have three powerhouses or two powerhouses at the top, one very strong piece, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins because he is a very quality NHLer. But other than that, like it's it's not great. Evan Bouchard. Showing some good signs. Um, other than that, like, you know, there's some random young pieces here and there, but it's just, it's not good. Yeah. And I don't know what that was. It sounded like there was an earthquake happening. Yeah. I would assume <laughs> that your brother's just like running around the house naked or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully not naked, but <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about Brad Marshawn. He gets six games for, you know, assaulting Tristan Jari. Um, and he's made NHL history with that suspension. He's now become the most suspended player in NHL history. I think this is his ninth suspension. Overtook Chris Pronger. He's going to have forfeited $1.4 million over the, over those sus- suspensions. Mm-hmm. And he was out there trying to say that this was not suspension worthy at all. Like, I don't know if you saw these quotes or not. Oh, I did not. Yeah, so he was saying things like, um, Jari was never going to get hurt on this play. Sure, I should get a penalty, but a suspension is a joke. Um, like, there's, there's no reason I should be getting this. He's going to appeal the suspension. Um, so, yeah, he's trying to make it out like he did nothing wrong here. What a stupid idiot. It's kind of like when Sean Thornton jumped on the ice and dragged Brooks Orpik down by his collar and then just started clobbering him, and he's like, no, I'm good. Like, uh, that's not suspension worthy. That yeah, should have been standing there. Right? <laughs> so, that's pretty much uh, Marchand's thinking. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm I'm actually shocked. I thought Tom Wilson would have been, you know, at the top here. This isn't for games. This is for uh, oh, this is for the amount of times. Okay. Yeah. So this is nine suspensions. I wonder if you add, like, the games together, where uh, where we'd be looking at? I think I think so. It might be Marshawn. I don't know. Could be Marshawn. I think or Rafi Torres. Yeah, it could Ooh. be could be Rafi. <laughs> there was a player back in the day who was like banned for life back in like thirties or forties. If I remember reading that story before. Um, mm. So if you want to count that, then obviously that takes the cake. What's life in law? Isn't it like fifteen years or twenty five years if you I, go to prison I think for it's life? Twenty five. So just twenty five years of suspension. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Uh, all right, let's now talk about another suspension as 
Oh, Felino, Marcus Felino, who we talked about on the last episode, he is also getting a two game. Yeah, he obviously his suspension compared to Marshawn's is, is a third of it, so nothing too crazy. Deserving, uh, I mean, he can't knee a guy in the head when he's on the ice, mm-hmm. so it's he's not out here complaining, saying, "Oh, I didn't deserve this" or anything. He's just taking the suspension like a champ, like he should. That's very nice of him, isn't very, it? Very, very cordial. Uh, speaking of cordial, the U.S. got a cordial win, a huge win over Canada last night, and we were talking about it when we were doing our little Olympic preview that, hey, the U.S., they've got, you know, a, a decent team, but we are interested to see where they land, you know, within Canada and Russia being the top two teams. Well, the U.S. took it from Canada, and you were saying last night, you wouldn't be shocked if they go toe-to-toe with Russia and give them a hard competition. Yeah, the way they've looked, I've, I have a hard time not saying that they medal. They, they've looked fantastic. Matty Beniers is playing big minutes. Um, you know, the, the, the kid saw 22-0-1 on ice in that game. Then we got that played more than him on his team with Brock Faber. And then in the game, Owen Power also played more than him too. But that was it. A forward, Matty Beniers playing a ton of minutes. These young guys are looking unreal. Uh, this U.S. team just, it looks like it has some magic, honestly. The veterans, you know, there's... there's you know, a, a quite a few of them that are stepping up when they need to, but really the young guys are the ones that seem to be carrying the load, and it's great to see. It it just, you know, I saw a tweet saying that they're getting comparisons to the Miracle on Ice team, and no, let's not go there because, like, this isn't even close. This, this right. like, the that was, you know, the best Russian players in the world were on that Team Russia team up until the 90s, really, um, when they started coming to the NHL. And even at that point, it started transitioning to the NHL players, so it was still the best guys anyway. Whereas this is just the best Russian players in the KHL. So they're still missing, you know, 18 to 20 NHLers in this roster. So it's, it's not it's not like this is some miracle on ice comparison. It, it is impressive. They had low expectations, and they're exceeding them thus far. And I really hope that they can, you know, continue to, to impress and, and get a medal. I don't think it's impossible either. And also the USA roster this year is more talented than the team we saw back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, not not throwing shade, not throwing shade at anyone, you know, because, you know, the Miracle on Ice team was awesome, and it was such a great moment. But when you got players like Brock Faber and Matty Beneers and Jake Sanderson, these young kids that are just stepping up tremendously for the team, uh, NHL teams got to be super excited to get them on their roster because of how good they looked. And you just naming the top three Tom on Ice players being Beneers, Faber, and Owen Power on Canada – that's awesome for young players. That gets me excited. It's all kids that can't legally drink in the United States. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's unreal. But it, it's it's definitely cool to see. It's a great signs for the young talent in the NHL. And shout out to University of Michigan. They have four current players playing in this game, obviously in the Olympics in total. They had a few other guys that played on U of M in in these games too. Um, I want to say they're probably the most like alumni team in the Olympics. Like, like, I think they have like seven or eight guys, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. So, yeah, shout out to the University of Michigan. UMish doing really good stuff. When it comes to hockey, I mean, I don't know about football. But, just mean the playoffs, know, buddy. My uh, my Michigan State Spartans, you know, handled them pretty easily. But. And then they got worked by Ohio State, who okay. Michigan beat. Well, who's the best team in Michigan? Michigan. Uh, incorrect. They, they went to the college football playoffs. Incorrect, because Michigan State was undefeated against oh, teams Mich- in Michigan. Michigan State didn't go to the college football playoffs. Oh, that's tough. What'd you guys do in the college football playoffs? Yeah, it's not me. I don't go there. <laughs> oh, that's true. So why are you talking? <laughs> to get you angry. <laughs> All right, let's go over to hockey name of the day now. Um, we've got Diana. Oh, Farkutinov. 
Farkut Denova. Farkut Denova. It's Diana because she's Russian. Diana. Diana Farkut Denova. Diana yeah. Farkut Denova. I nailed it. Is a 21 year old Russian goalie. Uh, she is playing for Russia in the Olympics or the ROC. Sorry. Yeah. yeah the Russia's not Call in the yourself. Olympics. Yeah, they're, they're not allowed to compete. Sorry. That, that was silly of me to say. Uh, not playing any games for them thus far. She's playing in the top Russian women's league at 20 uh, for Dynamo Neva St. Petersburg, which is, I think, the best team in the league. Um, but 20 games played, 175 goals against, 935 save. She's a pretty good young goaltender. Um, you know, she's got a lot of promise ahead of her. I'm sure she'll be getting a lot of uh, international appearances for Russia going forward. Um, you know, maybe we'll see her in these Olympics. I'm not really quite sure. I think she's currently the number three. But, yeah, just, you know, a good, young, talented goaltender that we should see in the women's ranks coming up here pretty soon. There we go. Love to see it. Um, I also looked up medal count while you were going through that, and the U.S. currently stands third when it Ooh, comes to we go. golds. Oh, okay, comes, not total. Yeah, not total. When we go to total, um, I think they're still sitting at, like, like seventh eight. or eighth, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. Um, but golds, we are sitting third. So if you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. So we'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah. We're, we're, we're climbing here. Yeah. So you, you, us always finds a way to, to finish at the top three. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this show. We want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Now, Chase, we'll lead you out with an outro. As always, want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. There we get all the content you need between those three podcast platforms. Make sure you go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Fit all the podcast network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, if you're ready to five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We'd really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.